Welcome to Weekdays with Jesus. Today's message and song are both about persistence in prayer. Our song is written and sung by Tom Van Duzer from Kansas, and our message is from Matt Wallace from Florida. All right, our scripture reading for this morning comes to us from Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. That's Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Uh, And it says this, starting in verse 1, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said to her, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And, I will, and will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the word of the Lord. All right, our opening question for this morning, uh, it's this. Uh, what was the last thing you quit or gave up on? Uh, what was the last thing that you quit or gave up on? It can be anything. It could be like a bad habit you were trying to break. It could also just be something you were doing or a job or whatever that you used to do, and then you quit. You gave it up. Uh, you can uh, jump on the live chat if you are worshiping along with us at home, or you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. Again, what was the last thing you quit or gave up on? And why? So uh, I have a, well, a couple answers for this. Uh, the, the first, the thing that's the real answer, the thing that I quit and gave up on, uh, I, I talked about it for a while. You guys knew I was doing this, but I was, I was trying to learn Chinese. I was trying to learn how to speak Chinese, Mandarin Chinese. And uh, yeah, I gave up. And uh, the answer is, or the reason why is because um, it's really hard. Yeah, actually, as it turns out. It's quite difficult, uh, and I just didn't really have the time that I needed to put into it or people to practice with or things like that, and uh, so, yeah, you know, it kind of went from I was doing it every day to once or twice a week, and then uh, at one point I realized that it, like six months had gone by and I hadn't done anything with it, so I figured at that point I was done. But while I was thinking of that, trying to think of what was the last thing I quit, I realized that there have been several things in my life that I have quit like for a while, and then come back to just because they were such a big part of my life and I kind of missed them. And they may surprise you a little bit because there are things you guys probably think are really a huge part of my identity. Uh, And the, the one would be like music, playing guitar, and the other would be martial arts. Like I've done that ever since I was a kid. Uh, but both of those things, it may surprise you to know that there were times in my life where I didn't touch a guitar for like years. And then would just one day I pull it out and I'd start playing again. And I think I'm past that now. I'm at the point where now I'm never going to, that's probably never going to happen again. But that did. It did happen. Uh, same thing with like martial arts. I used to do judo. I got a brown belt on that and uh, competed last in 2014, got injured when I tried to come back. Uh, I, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Uh, and so I quit. And for a while, I felt really good about that. It was kind of nice to not have to do that for a while. Uh, but then, as you guys all know, 
uh, I missed it, so I recently started training again. And uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how in life things like that happen. Some, some things you quit for good, but sometimes you just need a break from things for a while too. Pastor Chris, did we get some answers? Oh, we did. Uh, number one answer, Matt, guess what it is? Just guess. Um, smoking. Ah, that would be good, but no. Uh, let's see. It, number one answer that people have given up on is diet. Oh, that diet, is, uh, yes. That is the number one answer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kyle <laughs> said he's quit trying to get uh, rid of our family cat. We're just not friends anymore. Um, <laughs> John Grunkley said he stopped drinking soda or pop, if you're from the Midwest. Stopped for a year, but then started drinking again. I got tired of drinking only water. Amen. Uh, let's see. Owen said that he, qu- he gave up on studying because the one time he did, he got a 56, and when he doesn't, he gets a 90. So, uh, <laughs> and Chris, our good friend Chris Otterino, has officially given up on the New York Mets. There we go, Chris. Oh. <laughs> uh, Blake uh, also said, this is great. Blake, this just came in. I, I gave up on working as it's overrated. Retirement is much more fun. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, and I am a Cardinals fan, so I feel your pain as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, you'll see kind of obviously, uh, if you haven't already, how this kind of ties in to what we are talking about today. Uh, but let's start looking at it. Uh, what, so, you know, a lot of times when Jesus spoke in parables, um, there was a lot of symbolic kind of hidden meaning, and people didn't always know what he was saying, and a lot of times his disciples would come back and ask him later, what, what did that mean? Uh, but here, uh, this parable is somewhat unique in that it tells us exactly what it's supposed to mean right at the beginning. It just tells us, here's the point you're supposed to take out of this parable. Uh, in verse 1, it says, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose hope. So there you have it, the message for today. Always pray, don't lose hope, right? We're done. There right? you go. Have a good day, guys. Resolved. We'll see you next right. Sunday. Let's go to lunch. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some stuff to unpack, but we all know that where we're going to land, where we're going to end, is with that message. That is the point Jesus is trying to convey. But it does beg a question. I mean, the assumption is that this is a danger or a temptation, that someone would pray and lose heart or stop praying because they lost heart. Why would that happen? Why would you pray and lose heart? Again, I think the answer is probably fairly obvious to most of us. It's because sometimes we don't see an answer to our prayer. Or we do get an answer, but it's not an answer that we like. You know, I mean, I I think we have probably all been in a moment where we prayed for someone, for healing for someone, um, and and it didn't happen. Actually, the the thing that was most in my mind when I was thinking about this was, uh, you know, that big hurricane we just experienced. How many people prayed that that hurricane wouldn't hit us? That it would turn and not hit us, right? Yeah, like thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people, probably Christians praying that that hurricane would not hit us. And what did it do? Rolled right over us, yeah. And you look at things like that and you go, well, I prayed, I prayed, so many people prayed, all these people prayed. It happened anyway, right? Does prayer make a difference? Is it worth doing? Because sometimes... It seems like nothing ever changes. And when nothing ever changes, it's easy to quit asking. It's easy to quit praying uh, because we're not seeing the results from it. 
Even in those situations, God wants you to keep praying. Even in those situations, God wants you to keep asking. God doesn't want us to lose heart. God wants to find faith in his people. He wants, uh, when Jesus comes again, right, he wants to find us still waiting for him. And not just waiting for him, but expecting him. Figuring that he's going to come, right? That he is going to come and bring to an end all the pain and suffering in the world. He wants to find his people still having hope that all those terrible things will come to an end. That's what he wants. And so he tells us this parable. Before we dig into it a little further, I have my second question for today. Second question for today. Um, Have you ever uh, given in to something or given something to your children uh, because they begged for it? Like maybe you said no at first. They're like, Dad, can I have this? And you're like, no. And then, but they keep bugging you and begging for it. And then finally you're like, fine, whatever, you can have it. Like, have, have you ever done that? And, uh, and if so, what was it? What, what were they asking for? Again, you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. Uh, I am going to answer this question sort of in reverse, uh, by which I mean I'm going to tell you a story about a time I did that to my parents. Because when I was writing this question, I actually texted my mom, and I said, hey, did, did, I, did this ever happen to you? And she said, yes, there was one time. So uh, set your Wayback Machine for like, I don't know, 1985, uh, thereabouts anyway. Uh, and I wanted something very badly for Christmas that year. Uh, and uh, if you guys would, put the picture up. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, uh, yeah, a vintage 1980s boombox, although I think the one that I wanted actually had the dual tape deck, right? Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's got the, the AM, FM dials and everything, right? And so I wanted one of those really badly. My parents did not want to get one for me, uh, probably for obvious reasons, which is noise, right? Loudness. Um, and then, I don't know, I think my dad was kind of into hi-fi stuff too, and he didn't think very much of these. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I really wanted one, and they were like, no, you're definitely not getting one of those. And so Christmas morning rolls around, and uh, I open all the presents, and sure enough, no boombox, right? And so, uh, but uh, I had actually worn them down, and so they decided to have fun with it, and torture me a little bit as revenge. Uh, and so they actually did get it for me and just had it hidden. And so, uh, you know, my dad pulled the whole uh, Christmas story thing. He was like, oh, I think there's one more back here, you know, uh, at the end. And I opened it, and it was there. And he had actually written on a card, uh, uh, don't shoot your eye out, right, on the card. Uh, and so, so I got my boombox. And so uh, Pastor Chris Uh, did anyone else, uh, you know, browbeat their parents into giving them something? So just real quick, uh, I had my phone and my computer on as you talked about the boombox during the 8 o'clock service, and now all my Amazon ads, which have never shown before, are showing me ads for boomboxes. So I'm like, that's kind of strange. Yeah, okay, Uh, let's see. There's a lot of pushovers in this crowd. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, John Grunkley said his grandson wanted to play with all of his power tools, so he finally gave in and let him. Bill Combs said he's a complete pushover, which is funny because his daughter... 
a minute before said, my parents always say yes to me. So that was great. Uh, Sue Stark said, you don't have enough time in the day for me to list all the things. My daughter Amelia is pretty convincing. I will give you a quick story from the Johnson house. From the time my kids were very, very small, they always asked me for a dog. I said, absolutely not. You're never getting a dog because I'm going to end up taking care of it or your mom is. It's not happening. Next year, can we get a dog? No. Next year, can we get a dog? No. We have a dog, and his name is Mushu, yeah. and he's great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we all cave in at some point is my time. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's we had a similar thing with our dog, Cheyenne. We were cat people. Oh. That's right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> never wanted a dog. But I will yeah, never we cave into a into cat. So, no, yeah. go, but go ahead. <clears throat> all right, so let's talk about the parable. Uh, in verse 3, it says, And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to the judge, and saying, give me justice against my adversary. So we know that somehow this woman had been wronged, right? Uh, someone had done something to her. She was looking for some kind of settlement against him. Actually, it's a little interesting. It's not really our point for today. But the word that's translated as justice there actually really means more like vengeance. Uh, there's uh, the, the famous expression where God says, you know, it says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Same word, right? Same word. So she wants, like, vengeance against her adversary. She wants justice uh, to be done. And so she goes to the judge to get, like, some kind of settlement or resolution uh, against her adversary. And what happens is described next. It says, for a while the judge refused. But afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, uh, but because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice. So he finally does what she wants, but only because she was so annoying about it, right? That he could not stand it anymore, so he gives in. And that is the only reason that it's important to note that the judge in this story, not a good guy. Yeah, not a good guy. Like, corrupt, uh, he doesn't fear God, he doesn't respect people. Uh, he's probably just in it for himself. And so there's no way just based on his character, his morality, that he's going to do right by this woman. There's no way he's going to give her a fair ruling. And obviously, he had dismissed her several times. She had come before him wanting justice, wanting vengeance, wanting a ruling, and he said, no. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. And yet, she keeps coming and asking him, why would she do that? She knows this guy is corrupt. She knows that he doesn't respect her. He's already turned her down multiple times. Why would she keep asking? The answer is because he's the judge. He may be a horrible one. He may be corrupt. But he is still the one that has the power to answer her complaint. He is still the one that has the ability to do something for her, to fix her situation. He is her only option. So it doesn't matter whether he's corrupt or not. She has no other place to go. So she keeps going. She never gives up, no matter how many times it takes. And of course, we know the end of the story. It pays off. He finally does relent and gives her the resolution she was seeking. And Jesus says about this story, about this parable, 
This is how God wants us to pray. God wants us to pray to him like this woman bothered the corrupt judge. And even more, I think he's really saying this is the type of faith that we should have. In verse 7 it says, And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. See, God, uh, um, in a lot of ways, is, is not like the judge. Um, God is obviously not corrupt. Um, he's uh, not uh, annoyed by us, right? Here, it calls us his elect. Uh, there's an idea of choice in there, like we are his chosen people. And God loves his people. God cares about his people. God has compassion for his people. In fact, <clears throat> he loves us so much that as scripture says, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to live a perfect life for us here, to die for us on the cross, and perhaps even more importantly, to raise to new life, to live again, so that we too can be made into his people, so that we can be forgiven of our sins, and we also can live a new life now and receive the promise and hope of eternal life to come. And God gives that to us just because he loves us. He gives it to his people. We do nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. God loves us. And so the point is kind of clear that if a corrupt kind of evil judge is going to give this lady what she wants, even though he doesn't care about her, then how much more will God give to us when he does love us and care about us? God will give us the justice that we seek. It may not be on our time, but it will happen. We know, we believe that at the very least, that one day Jesus will come back. And when he comes, he will set to right all those terrible things. He'll bring to an end pain and suffering and even death itself. And in the meantime, God does not want us to lose hope. When Jesus does come again, he wants to find faith in his people. He wants to find faith in us. That we are waiting for him, expecting him, believing that he will come again. And so he invites us to continue to pray. Not because we can annoy him into answering, right? He's not like the judge in that way. But he invites us to continue to pray to him because he loves us. And because in the way he is like the judge is that he is the one that can do what we ask. He is the one that truly can bring justice to the world. We ask because we are his people, his chosen, his elect. It's who we are. It's our identity. It's not something that's easily given up or set aside. There may be times, there may be moments when we struggle with doubt, with faith. Maybe even moments or seasons where we do quit asking where we do lose a bit of hope. 
But God gives us the faith to continue to come to him, to ask him over and over as many times as it takes to believe in him and to hope in him. So keep praying, keep talking, keep asking, because he will answer. In his name, amen. Talk to God. Give him all your sorrows, talk to God, and give him your tomorrows, talk to God. Our Father loves to listen, talk to God, tell him that you love him, talk to God, adoration to him, talk to God, in Jesus' name he answers you. Prayers without ceasing, petitions without end. As you travel on the road, talk it with your friend. Talk to God, give him all your sorrows. Talk to God, and give him your tomorrows. Talk to God, our Father loves to listen. Talk to God, tell him that you love him. Talk to God. Adoration to him, talk to God, in Jesus' name he answers you. Pray for your brother and for your neighbor too. How often will it happen that the answer comes through you? Talk to God, give him all your sorrows. Talk to God, give him your tomorrows. Talk to God. Our Father loves to listen, talk to God, tell Him that you love Him, talk to God, adoration to Him, talk to God, in Jesus' name He answers you. Let your desires be known unto the Lord, let Him come and melt your heart according to His word. Talk to God, and give Him all your sorrows. Talk to God, give Him your tomorrows. Talk to God, our Father loves to listen. Talk to God, tell Him that you love Him. Talk to God, adoration to Him. Talk to God, in Jesus' name He answers you.